true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Walking in the 
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Dion. I am your host this morning. Is there anyone on the line who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Dion. Is there anyone on the line who'd like to say good morning? morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone on the line who'd like to say good morning? Yes, it is. Hello. Hey, Dion. It's Moxie. Hi. Excuse hey, my son snoring in the background. <laughs> Hi. No worries. No worries. I'm just glad somebody's on the line with me this I morning. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was so good seeing you and feeling you and hugging you. Likewise, my boxer, yes. Yeah, for sure, my golden boxer does. I, I love them. I'm telling you, I'm still sipping. Yeah, I, look, I'm going to find some, too. <laughs> yeah. Believe that. Good morning. Oh this is Dion. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone else who just popped on who'd like to say good morning? D, D, I'm prior. Happy, what's today? Hey. Thursday, yes, 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 yes. I was about to jump on, but Moxie just kind of boxed me out the way and pushed me with her golden gloves <laughs> and stuff. But I was trying to jump on and say good morning. Happy Thursday. I love y'all. I love you too. Happy Thursday. Yes. Good morning, everybody. And welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone else who just hopped on who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Monica. I made it on time today. Yay. And I'm so glad you said good morning, too. Good morning. I made it. It's good to hear you, Monica. Yes. Welcome, Monica. I just get the declaration. I don't know why I can get it. I'm going to get it of it. Yes. Monica. Go ahead. Yes. I just want to say welcome. This shell from 15. Welcome to Shell. From 15. I love you. I love you too. I miss you. I'm so glad you're here. Girl, stay here. This is a good, good, great place for you. Stay here, honey. We're going to grow together. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. That was me, my daughter. No, I'm saying, yeah, stay. I'm welcoming you, welcoming you to stay with us as well. It's a beautiful place yeah. to be. Well, good morning, good ladies. Morning. I, am, I am new to this airline, and my cousin Swanita invited me. And I wanted to say happy Thursday, blessings forward to everybody. Happy, happy Thursday. Can you say your name again for me? It's Sandra. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory, everybody. Is there anyone else who just joined who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Good morning. Good morning. 
Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless everyone on the call. Happy Thursday. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. I was waiting for that ending. Good morning. Good morning. This is Dion. I am your host this morning, and welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone else who'd like to say good morning before we get started? Good morning, Dion. It's Pretty Patrice. Hi, Pretty. Nice to meet you. I know exactly who you are. (laughs) (laughs) It was a pleasure to meet you, too. (laughs) Happy Thankful Thursday. Thank you. Happy Thursday. So we have about. Good morning, Dion. Miss D. Miss D, good morning. Happy Thursday. Nice to meet you. Happy Thursday. Likewise. <laughs> Good morning, this is Susie. Great. Now I'm... Hi, Susie. Good morning. Hi. Good morning to you, too. God bless you. God bless you, Susie. Can you please Good morning, Dee Dee. The... Can you please Good morning. Good morning, Dee Dee. It was good to meet you, too. I'm going on mute. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Look, I already know you. Good morning. So, Susie, I heard y'all will put, definitely put your name on the list. So, thank you so much. Thank and you. And it so is 6.05. And we are going to get started. Now, before we move forward, I need to ask you all to please mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Dion, and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to join us during the month of January, where our monthly theme is entitled Repentance. Each declarer will focus on the necessity and value of a lifestyle of repentance and its impact on the advancement of the kingdom of God. Make sure you invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They are studying the book, The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. Now, we did not have any prayer requests on the app or um, on the website, but we do have a request from um, Sister Susie, so we want to keep Sister Susie in prayer. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Angela. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Again, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Angela. The declaration will be be brought by Tanya. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today, 2 Timothy 2 and 25, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, 
hearing and doing of his holy word. Now, at this time, I'm going to ask you guys to please, please take a look at, look at your phones. Please put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Man, good morning, good morning. Good morning, family. Amen. It is your sister, uh, Angela. We are going to go before the throne of grace together this morning. Um, let us prepare to um, thank God this morning and petition God and prepare our hearts for our declaration this morning. If we could all check our phones again and make sure that we are on mute, if we can triple check, even if you've checked twice, check one more time. I heard a little background noise. So, Father, we thank you on this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We give you glory. Hallelujah. We give you glory on this morning because you are the one who deserves all the praise and all the honor and all the glory and no one else, hallelujah, deserves the, the praise, deserves the glory and deserves the honor, Father. We lift you up this morning, Father. We lift up your name, God, giving you thanks on this morning, thanking you for visiting us this morning. Thanking you, hallelujah, because you are the one and only wise God. You're the one and only great and mighty God, the one and only God who knows all, who does all, who sees all, hallelujah. The God that is interested in every single thing about us, hallelujah. What concerns us concerns you, hallelujah. The one who created us, hallelujah, before the foundation of the world, hallelujah, the one who established us, hallelujah, the one who fortified us, the one who prepared us, hallelujah, to do and to be all that you have called us to be in the earth, hallelujah. You are the great and mighty and holy God, the one who has a perfect plan for our lives, God, regardless if we understand, hallelujah, every single hallelujah every single thing we do even our mistakes hallelujah is used father hallelujah for the working of everything working out for our good god hallelujah oh god father we thank you that you are great and mighty and you are the one that we can call on you are the one that we can praise you're the one that we can reach for hallelujah you're the one that we can say abba father we love you and we thank you and we praise you abba father you are our great and mighty Father, hallelujah, we can call on you regardless of the situation. It doesn't matter if it's our 15th time doing something. We can say, Father, 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 have mercy on us, hallelujah. We can come before you and we can repent, hallelujah. We can come before you and pour out our hearts 
before you. We can come before you and be strengthened. We can come before you and receive understanding. We can come before you and receive knowledge. We can come before you and receive cleansing. We can come before you, Father, and receive forgiveness. So on this morning, Father, we say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. Even in this time of repentance, God, we understand and we know you just a little better. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we give you glory on this morning. We give you praise on this morning. These your people here, we honor you, oh God. We praise you, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. So on this morning, God, we're asking God that you give us revelation and understanding of your word, God. We ask that our hearts, Father, be healed and right now, that our hearts be healed and molded right now, that this soil that the word will fall on, hallelujah, is prepared and waiting for that to come down and go down deep, God, hallelujah. We want that word to go down and turn, God, hallelujah, and turn like a canker, hallelujah, like a deep sea, hallelujah, a well, a deep sea well off the shores, God, can go down deep, hallelujah, so that good oil, hallelujah, can come flowing up in the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. Oh God, we take off every single thing that is not like you, hallelujah. We don't come to you with our own mind. We come to you open. We come to you seeking you. We come to you empty. We come to you saying, yes, Lord. We come to you saying, Lord, whatever you say, what you say we will do, hallelujah. We don't come to you with our own mind, with our own conditions. Hallelujah. We're coming to you seeking your answers, seeking your word, God. So on this morning, God, we need you, God. We're nothing without you, God. Let your word do what it is sent to do, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, let it be as a two-edged sword, God. Let it divide asunder, God. Let it separate. Let it let it uproot, hallelujah. Let that word come and uproot, hallelujah, and destroy every single thing that is not like you, God. So on this morning, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we declare that every mindset that would be blocking anything that you would have to say today, we cast it out now, God. We destroy the works of the enemy, God. We destroy confusion. We destroy rejection. We destroy we destroy anger, we destroy bitterness, we destroy, hallelujah, resistance to your word in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Father. We praise you on this morning. Father, hallelujah, we place our hearts open before you on this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. So as we come off of mute, hallelujah, we want to give you praise and thanks for your word because we know your word hallelujah. is going to come hallelujah. and it is going to hallelujah. come and it is Lord, going to uproot and it is going to destroy. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Thank you, Lord. 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 Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, because we love you and adore you, and we love your word from you, Yes, thank you,
We thank you, Father, for the mind being changed, hallelujah, for vision being seen, see, hallelujah, that we could see, see our healing, God, see us walking if we can't walk, see us moving around if we cannot move, See the doctor's report saying, we don't understand how this happened. Hallelujah. Father, if we cannot obtain if we cannot see it. So, Father, as you told Abram, hallelujah, that to get a vision that as the stars in the sky, his descendants would be and as the sands on the seashore, hallelujah, he had to visualize that. So, Father, allow us to visualize our healing in that manner. So, Father, on this morning, hallelujah, we thank you for our declarer. We thank you for Tanya on this morning, God. We thank you, Father, for the general that she is, God. We thank you for the anointing that is down in her, hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for the anointing that, that sits on her shoulders, hallelujah, and every single thing that you gave her on this morning to give to your children, God. We thank you it will come forth as a battering ram, hallelujah. We thank you, God. Father, we ask God that you touch now, God. Touch, Lord. Touch her now, God. Father, calls her lips, Father, to say what you say. Calls her, Father, to execute it, hallelujah. Just in Ezekiel, when you said, as the anointing went forth, it went along the river bank and it shifted and it turned every single thing that it touched. So we thank you for our declarer on this morning. Father, strengthen her, keep her, bless her in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, God. In Jesus' most precious and holy name, we pray. We honor you, God, on this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I pass the call to him. Good morning, everybody. Angie, before you put your phone on mute, I just want to make sure that you can hear me clearly. Yes, ma'am. Amen. That prayer was fire. You could have kept going. Um, I felt um, the spirit of God. I felt him sit in our worship this morning. Can anyone so, hear me? Amen. I'm so, yeah, amen. God bless you. Can anybody hear me? Yes, we can. No, ma'am. 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 Cut it out. No, ma'am. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. We lift up um, every situation in the name of Jesus. We thank you for taking control. Uh, We thank you, Lord God, for your love for us as people. And we thank you and praise you for this time of the word where we're going to share. Thank you that your word says that all things should be done decently and in order. And that is what we're going to do. But it's time for the word now. And so we're going to move forward. I want to thank our greeter and hostess this morning. And again, the prayer that was absolutely fire. Thank God for you, Angie. I was thinking about, some of you don't know um, this, but Angela uh, grew up at uh, True Hope, my dad's church. And um, we had a, (laughs) before we have, um, we've turned or we changed to the, uh, tech, uh, the modern phrases that we're using now, pastor of this and pastor of that, I was um, that was a, a church, uh, the youth church mother. And so Angela uh, was someone I had an opportunity to mentor and she had a beautiful, I know she did stuff and she was a, you know, a little uh, 
had her things going on, but I've always loved Angie. Um, and I'm so thankful to see her as a woman, a woman of God who loves God, who um, is sold out for God and um, has done a, an amazing job raising her children. Uh, and just to hear her teach, it just does my heart happy. Um, so anyway, we're going to get into the word this morning. Um, I'm going to, um, yeah, we're going to get into I hope y'all are doing good. I just want to remind everybody to please, please put your phones on mute. If you think you're muted, could you do me a favor and just double, triple, quadruple check to make sure that you are muted so that we can protect the integrity of the call? Amen. All right. Give you a couple of seconds. And then we'll get started. So um, a couple of weeks ago, the, the introduction of my declaration began with information about open heart surgery. Do you all remember that? Don't take your phone off mute. Um, which was ne- it's necessary um, for a variety of different heart conditions, which, which occur in people as young as infants, uh, born with heart defects to aged adults whose hearts are uh, tired and just worn out. Through the leading of the Holy Spirit, I use the analogy of physical open heart surgery to sustain and or extend life with spiritual heart surgery using the heartfelt text of Psalm 51. I hear a little bit of background, so if someone could, if you guys could please once again, I know you may think it's muted, but it, it, it may be you. So if you could do me a favor really, really quickly, and go ahead and check again. Um, uh, so I was saying I used Psalm 51 um, that talks about creating me, oh God, a clean heart. Uh, and if you've not read that text in a while, today will be a good day, just to, not right now, but later on throughout the day, you know, um, as you have, just make some time to to spend with the Lord. Um, Psalm 51 is a great scripture. Um, it talks about the heart. Anyway, I also confess that as recently as December 2023, the Holy Spirit revealed that I needed to repent. But for what? I had to examine myself just as a doctor or an investigator conducts an investigation. I had to ask myself questions and answer them truthfully. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 13 and 5, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. You do it. (laughs) And if you really want to do a deep dive, deep dive, ask somebody else, have you seen this type of character in me? How would you, you know, how would you rate my uh, road rage? How would you rate my whatever, right? Get them involved. Uh, And then the Bible goes on to say, do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Let me read it one more time without interruption. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. So that means if you fail the test, Jesus Christ is not in you. And so, again, that's 2 Corinthians 13, 5. I believe that we have a responsibility. Uh, I don't know how often you may go to the doctor, but I try to go once a year to get just a physical. Because things change over the month. And so just like we examine ourselves, we examine our finances to make sure that that's called balancing your checking account or or you examine your uh, cabinet 
some tips and take inventory. There you go. You take inventory of your um, of the food you have in your in your cabinets or pantries, whatever word you use. You take inventory of your children's clothing. Is it time for them to get new clothes because they're outgrowing them? I believe that it is our responsibility as believers, according to the scripture, to examine ourselves, right? So the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, whichever name you'd like to use, or the Spirit of God, revealed that I was nurturing selfish behavior, which necessitated spiritual heart surgery. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya moment. Can you believe I'm spilling my tea again? <laughs> who does that? Well, I tell you who. Someone who intentionally punishes disobedience. Let me give you a little word before I continue my panting. Another word. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. That's found in Second Corinthians 10 and 6, and I read it out of the NIV version. Um, See, once you examine yourself and things are revealed, okay, all right. Is that better? Just let me know. I did have it kind of close. Um, once we examine ourselves, great. Once we examine ourselves, right, at least let me, let me talk about me because I don't, I don't know what your process is. Once I examine myself and I identify something, I want to I get it out of my life. I don't want it to be, a, I want to punish it. I want to punish the disobedience because I don't want to act in, I don't want to live in, I don't want to move around in disobedience because that, that's problematic. That's going to be problematic in my prayer life. It's going to be problematic with regards to my relationship with God. It's going to be problematic with my relationship with other people, right? The, more, the closer I am to God, um, the more obedient I am to his word, and the more I repent, the less problems people are going to have out of me. The less, the 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 more apt I am to be a better mom. The the, the more apt I am to be a better friend, a better uh, a better companion, whatever the case may be, a better steward over God's money that He lends me to manage. A, a better um, a steward over my time. A, um, I, I'm going to be a better steward with regards to how I, or a better person with regards to how I teach, how I mentor. All of those things impact me. And so I want to punish sin so that I can be better. All right. Um, so so uh, with that said, the only way we can truly punish disobedience is by first confessing and then repenting. Once we repent, uh, in other words, change our minds about a thing, uh, we can, through the Holy Ghost, who is our paraclete or our helper, punish disobedience. How? One of the things that we can do is that we can starve the desire, desire or desires, and ignore the temptation. It's like, it's like um, I picture it like um, somebody who um, is starting just being they cutting off, or they it's a bunch of drama going on, and they want they are wanting to start an argument with you. They're just being messy. Um, if you don't pay them any mind, if you don't add any fuel to the fire, what I mean by fuel to the fire, if you respond, see, what I had to learn is I don't have to give an, I don't have to give an explanation for everything. I don't have to, I don't have to justify everything. Um, I could just say yes, or I could say no, or I can make a decision 
not to respond to an accusation. And when you don't respond to an accusation, it leaves the especially if they do it, uh, whoever the person is, especially if they do it in an arena where there's like a group, there's more than one person, you know, they're really being messy. They want to include other people in whatever it is is going on with them. And maybe there's some validity to it, but you don't have to put me on blast in front of everybody. That's not going to go well for you because it's going to, it's, it's just not a good thing to do, right? Uh, if you have an issue with somebody, go to them privately. Even the Bible tells us to do that. And I don't want to get too far down um, the beaten path, um, but I just want to close this point up so I can move on. The whole thing is, is that if you ignore somebody, and it's a hard thing to do, especially for me, um, if you ignore that person and you don't bite, it takes their power from them. Because some people are looking for power. The way they get their power is by belittling you through the accusation, accusations that they make and then the back and forth banter. And we don't need to do that. We don't have to do that. We're all adults. And um, there's another way to handle that. And that is sometimes silence. Now, there is a time that you need you may need to say something but not every time okay let me get back let me get back to the declaration um we can again i said we can starve the desire and or whatever that desire is that fleshly desire we can starve it or we can ignore the temptation in other words don't pay it no mind as the old folks used to say we can respond opposite of self desires or the enemy's temptation so let's just go back to glazed donuts I talked about glazed donuts a couple of weeks ago. Um, I can um, make a decision. I can make a decision that I'm not going to. I'm going to ignore all the glazed donuts that are left over in the conference room from the meeting. I'm I'm not even going. I'm not going to respond to myself saying, "Oh, you could just have one. Just have half of one. It's an old-fashioned glaze. You haven't had one all year. It's only um, the what is today? The 17th or the 18th?" Whatever the day is, it's the 18th. Yeah, you ain't had one all year. So you could just have half of one. And you could drink a lot of water to help flush the, <laughs> to help flush the sugar out. How ridiculous is that? So, so I can ignore my selfish desire, right? Or maybe there's a temptation to, I don't know, do something silly or do something that um, might get me in further trouble or whatever the case may be. I can ignore that temptation, right? I don't have to respond to it. We can also put accountability measures in place to avoid disobedience, right? You really don't want to find yourself in that position again. Hold, hold, help, help, allow somebody to hold you accountable. Let's just say you are, I don't know, you are going to go, you've got to go to the mall because you've got to pick up a, um, something for your mom or your dad or your kids. But you have made a decision this year that you're going to not shop as much. Right. And so or, you know, maybe you got to go or whatever case may be. Let's just use it. Leave it at that. You're not going to but you've got to go to the mall. There's a need for you to go. So you got to pick something up. You can actually say to someone who you trust, hey, I'm on my way to the mall, but I got to pick up a gift for blah, 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 blah. I already know what I'm getting. I ordered it ahead. I'm just go I'm not even going in the mall. I, I um, did the uh, what you call a pickup thing. I can't think. You know what I'm talking about. You can pick it up, order it, and they'll bring it out to you. You can do that. Or you can say, I'm going to FaceTime you. We're going into the mall. I'm going into the mall. I just want you to watch watch over me. 
to make sure that I don't go anywhere other than this particular store to get this gift. Or you can say to somebody, I'm going to the mall, and I should, it should only take me an hour, an hour and a half tops. If I'm not done within that hour and a half, if I don't text you back, or you could FaceTime me and call me, see where I am. You could ask me what I got in my hands. Whatever the case may be, you use your imagination. But what I'm saying is, is that there are, you, if you ask the, the Lord to help you, he will, and he will give you a strategy so that you don't fall victim to um, whatever it is the temptation is. Um, some issues of repentance may require a process. For example, a substance abuser confesses and repents. However, they may need guidance in maintaining sobriety, or um, they may need guidance in not continuing to overspend or whatever the substance abuse is. Now, this may include something as simple as regular counseling, um, to it, something as drastic as a, sobri a sober living facility. What, I, I'm just of the persuasion that once we make a decision that we're, or let me just not say we, let me say me. Once I make a decision that I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. There's no backing out of it. And if I have to employ external things to ensure that I am um, doing what I said I was going to, I was going to do in the moment that I said I was going to do it, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm willing to lay pride aside um, in, or if, if pride is there, I'm willing um, to, to, to look like, you know, it doesn't matter to me what people think. And I'm not saying I'm telling everybody my business. And you know what? One of my accountability measures may be telling my business so that now I put my own self on blast and I look ridiculous going back doing something else. So let's go back to the glazed donuts. I make a post. I'm not eating glazed donuts for the rest of this year. I know it's only January 18th. I'm not saying I'm doing this though. Just listen, I'm just using. <laughs> I'm just using this as an example. I make a post. I'm not going to, or I make a post. I'm going to work out three days a week, or I'm going to work out. You know, just starting off with three days a week. This is what I'm doing. Now everybody, like you should see some difference. You should see a difference in me, you know, in 90 days. I should have, I should look a little more toner or I should look, I should, my clothes are hanging off me because I've lost an inch or two or something, right? I've put myself out there and so people know, and, and I may post a video every week to say what I'm doing or, or every day, whatever the case. I'm just saying there are things, again, that we can put in place. I'm just trying to give you some ideas. The person who has tried repeatedly to overcome the same spiritual battle or who finds themselves repenting consistently for the same thing, it is possible that you need an accountability partner or a mentor. Set pride aside, ask for help, and be willing to accept it. Okay, okay. It's too early in the morning to go that hard, I know. So let me dial it back a few notches and, and return to the declaration. Um, today I want to discuss what some may view as shocking information about God. Did you know that God has repented too? I have a feeling that may have gone over your head, so let me say it again. I am going to share instances where God repented. Yes, I said God repented, and he repented more than one time. They lie.
Yeah, I ain't making it up. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna find some I'm gonna find some text to read you. You ready? I'm a my first text is gonna be Genesis six five through eight, and I'm reading in the King James version. Here we go. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the earth, of the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Again, that's Genesis 6, 5 through 8. Now, if you know anything about the story of Noah, the flood, the ark, um, and how it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, this is a result, this Genesis um, 6, 5 through 8, is a result of the sin in the world. Not in a city, not in a nation. The sin was so great that man, think about mankind, not just man, but mankind did any and everything that he imagined. Now, if we think about, we think about that, that means that there was mayhem. That means that there was, um, there was thievery and robbing and murder and abuse and abuse of power and um, just everything you can think of was going on. It, it was so bad that it reached heaven, and God repented. In other words, God changed him. He, he was grieved. We know that God is a God of love and that he's a God of joy, but God has this emotion that we have as well, and it's grief. We can do, as individuals, we can do things that are so grievous, that are so, um, are so evil, that are so wicked that it that it grieves God. In other words, it 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 makes Him sad. So think about grief. Think about grief. How we grieve. It how it makes us feel. And you know there are seven stages of grief, right? I don't know if God feels all seven stages. I don't know what it's like for Him, but I I liken it to Him. You know, one of the uh, phases of grief is anger. Um, one of the phases of grief is blame. Um, another one is denial. I don't know if God feels all those things, but I would imagine there's some anger attached to the grief that he feels uh, when we do things. It grieves him. It saddens him. I, I would imagine that sometimes it may even move him to tears. But let's go back to the Genesis scripture. We're talking about in the entire world. Nobody was found doing anything right except one man, and that one man was Noah. Can I read it to you again in um, in the NIV version? Is that okay? All right. So the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time, all the time. They never stopped being evil. The Lord regretted that he had made 
human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret, I regret that I have made them. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. So not only, so there are some things that occur. There are some things that we do as parents, um, as people that also impact and affect others. In this particular case, in the Genesis scripture, all of the animals were going to be killed. All of the bird, the fowls represent the, the birds of the air. We're talking about the eagles, the sparrows, the doves, the pigeons. Nobody really cares about pigeons. I don't guess, but whatever. Every single, the owls, everything, the chickens, everything that flies, every bird, all of the bugs. I would be happy for all the roaches to go, but I mean, and ants and spiders, but I mean, I guess they have their place. I don't know. But all of those things were going to be consumed based upon the evil of men, your dogs, all of it, everything going because of the evil nature of men. Um, so. Let me let me do something. I want to be clear about something. Let's cancel any da- any doubt or confusion arising from my statement um, and the Genesis six text above. Are you listening? Don't take your phone off of mute. I just need to make sure that you are listening. If you're about to fall asleep, I want you to wake up, sit up, sit up in bed, get up, put some water on your face, get up and walk around. I need you to hear this. God did not nor will he ever sin and ask for repentance. God is sinless, period, with an apostrophe T. Close the book. (laughs) Nothing else to be said on the matter. Are we clear? God is sinless. Genesis 6 recounts the sin of the world during Noah's era. Out of all of the wicked people in the world, Noah was the only righteous and God-fearing man. Now, I've got to do a Tanya, not Tanya on this one. I've got to do a Tanya, not Tanya moment because it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I know that some of you, some of you on this call and some of you that may listen to this playback, some of you are the only person on your job, in your community, or family that is saved, but imagine, use your sanctified imagination just for like 30, 60 seconds. Imagine being the only believer in the world. Selah. That means just think about that statement real quick. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to do that. (laughs) The only person. You'll be like, be encouraged. <laughs> you got to be strong. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The only believer in the whole world. The only one, him and his family. He had to teach his children. He had to, he had to tell them about the word. And, and I won't go down a rabbit hole and wonder who taught him about God, how he remained encouraged, et cetera. But it makes for interesting thoughts and imagination, right? So 
The next time you lament about being the only one, please consider Brother Noah. Back to the declaration because I got I to I gotta tie this all together. The Genesis 6 text demonstrates that God had great regret, a, a change of heart about mankind. And I've already expounded on the wickedness of men, so I won't, I won't do that anymore. Um, but I just, just use your imagination. The sin was so great that man did, again, whatever he thought. Uh, and we know the, that, that our, the, the heart, the Bible says the heart is deceitful, deceitfully wicked. It ain't just wicked. It's deceitfully wicked. You know, the, the heart can have us thinking like it can deceive us. It can have us thinking that we are right. Because every man, the Bible says, I think it was in uh, Solomon said, every man is right in his own eyes. So we will justify ourselves. We will justify our behavior. We will justify our decisions, even if they're wrong. Well, you know, uh, and we may even find a, we may even find a text and pervert it to 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 justify our actions until we do that heart thing, until we examine ourselves, so we can do that heart thing, and then the Holy Spirit uh, can then go to work on us. Um, um, when I think about today, our society. Let's fast forward to. 2024. Y'all, you know we in 2024, right? We are in the 21st century. What's going on today? Just think about it. You, could, you don't even have to think hard. We can't really even, we can't leave our doors unlocked anymore. We can't, we can't, I know some people do, but, you know, um, we can't, you know, we got we to gotta be careful. We got to look before, we got to pay attention in a completely different way. I'm, a friend of mine was saying, listen, you, you know, you, you're getting ready to go home. You got to be aware. You got to be alert. Look at, look at your surroundings before you get out of the car. Look at your surroundings. You know, you can't even really leave things in your car anymore. You'll get bipped. You know, you, that means that somebody will break it, break you. I don't know what the acronym is. Somebody will tell me later when during Love, Life, and Victory. But, you know, somebody will break in your car and steal your things out of your car. Um, there's just so many things. You know, right is wrong now and wrong is right. We, got, we, got, we have to use pronouns now. To I, I, It's a whole man standing in front of me, and you want me to call them they. I, it's a, anyway, um, it's so many different things that are going on, you guys, that, it's it's sad, and what's sadder still is the behavior of the body of Christ. We we are in the world, but we are not supposed to be a part of it. That that's what Jesus prayed. He pre prayed that prayer before he left here. We, we find corruption, political agendas, sexual perversion, i.e., molestation, adultery, sexual harassment, abuse of power, bullying, etc. All within the body of Christ. People lying and conspiring, and you know all these. Man, you have no credibility anymore. Your witness is tainted, not yours, the people you know. It's sad. Well, I imagine that, that God is grieved. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, and, and based on their sin, not God's sin, are we clear? Based upon um, their sin, the people's sin, um, because, again, God cannot sin, um, uh, he took. He took, he made a decision. And, and, and let me give you this analogy. When I say God cannot sin, let me give you this about analogy. Just like men who do not have ovaries cannot have a baby, God cannot sin. It's that finite. You understand what I'm saying? He cannot, it's, he does not have a sin nature. There's nothing evil about God. All right? So let me, let me give you some examples of um, 
Let me give you another example of God's uh, repentance. Uh, And I'm going to be reading um, uh, Genesis, excuse me, not Genesis, Exodus 32, 7 through 14. I know it's a little long, but it's okay. I'm reading out of the NIV. Then the Lord said to Moses, go down because your your people (laughs) whom you brought up out of Egypt have become corrupt. They've been quick to turn away from what I commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf, a cow. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. Are you serious? I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. I know necked is not a word, but I'm just putting emphasis on it, okay? Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord, his God. Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger. Relent and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by your own self. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all this land. I promise them, and it will be their inheritance forever. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. So here we have, let me just recount real quick what has happened here. So notice uh, that, um, so what has happened is is that God called Moses up to, so uh, Moses had led the children of Israel out into the wilderness, and God wanted to give them instruction because this is a brand new people. He's making them the chosen people. He needs to give them instruction on what that means, what it looks like, how they're supposed to behave, who they're supposed to worship, how they're supposed to worship, how they're supposed to live. And so he is creating um, the law, right? And there are over, not just 10, there are over 600 laws that governed the people, governed the, the uh, children of Israel. And so that we know about the 10, thou shall not steal, thou shall not have, co- commit adultery, thou shall not commit murder, thou shall have no other God before you, you should not covet your wife, your, na- your, your neighbor's wife, so on and so forth. We know those as very familiar to us, but there were over 600 laws that were given that the, that, that the children of Israel were governed by. And so um, as God has given Moses the instruction that he's then going to give to the people, God sees their evil, not only their evil intent, but he see their, sees their evil, evil action. And I got to tell you, God is pissed. I know it's a prayer call, but we're we not going to make this pretty and nice. God is pissed off that these no good ninjas are down there. They have t- taken the gold that I gave them as a result of them going to the, going to the, to the uh, who are the people, the Egyptians, 
going to the Egyptians and telling them to, you know, let me borrow some jewels. <laughs> Knowing they're not going to never give it back. Let me borrow some jewels. They take the jewels, and then they take those jewels, and then they melt the gold down, and they make a golden calf. And they have the nerve to lie and say that this, this is really stupid, you guys. It's kind of making me upset. In that, this is how stupid sin is. This is how stupid that the enemy can make us. This is how deceitful he can be. Now, you know good and well that you brought gold, that you told the people to bring you the gold, right? The the, the goldsmiths melt the gold down. They shape the, the, the golden calf, and then they tell the people that this golden calf brought you out of Egypt. How, sir, ma'am, is that possible? We hadn't even made the gold. So how is it possible that this calf that we just made brought us out of Egypt? And then they tell the people to start worshiping the golden idol, the, the golden image. Now, these people are so gullible. They're going back to their old behaviors because that's what they were taught when they were in Egypt to worship other gods. They didn't have God as a god yet. They didn't know that, that, that God existed as their they knew about the stories about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but that story story was so far down the line that it was it was like abstract to them. They they couldn't imagine it. They could, and they were in so much misery that they couldn't foresee a God. And so God came in, sent Moses, so on and so forth. But let's get back to what's happening here. God is God made it. This, he said, "I repent for making these people. I'm sorry I ever made them. I'm, I'm I know what to do though." I know I'm going to handle my business. I'm going I'm to get rid of all of them. And Moses, I'm going to make a great nation out of you because God is all powerful. He could have started all over again with Moses. But Moses was like, wait, 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 God, please, please, Father, if you find favor, if I have found favor in your eye, would you just listen to me? Now, this is now Moses giving attention to God and reminding God of his greatness and reminding God of his plan. And because of that, because of the wisdom, that he had because God and Moses are friends. God listens to Moses and he repents. He changes his mind. He did not sin, but he changes his mind. Now, we got to understand what it is to repent. Let's go back. Let's go back to defining repentance. Repentance, the biblical definition is a term for a complete change of orientation involving a judgment upon the past, and a deliberate direction, excuse me, a deliberate redirection for the future. Let me say it one more time because I bumbled that. Repentance is a term for a complete change of orientation involving a judgment upon the past and a deliberate redirection for the future. It doesn't mention sin. It mentions changing direction. Now, if it turns out that I am sinning, I want to repent and I want to change direction from that sin. If it, if it turns out that I am made an error, it's not a sin. I, I created this thing and I don't want it anymore. I don't want to use that particular, t I'm going to change my mind about it and I'm going to create a completely different strategy now. I have repented over the strategy that I was going to use. It ain't a sin. I just changed my mind about it. It's not effective. It's non It's wasting my time. I'm not going to be able to get the results that I want. Do you understand what I mean? Don't take your phone off mute. I want to be clear. That's what we're talking about here. 
Um, let me give you an example of repenting that doesn't have anything to do with sin. Um, turn with me, if you will, or you don't have to, Exodus 13 and 17, and I'm going to read it from the King James Version and the NIV. And it says, and it reads, and it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, the same people we're talking about, in the, the Israelites, that uh, that were now wandering around in the in the in the uh, in the wilderness when he had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines although that was near for God said lest per advention the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt now let me read it one more time in the NIV when Pharaoh let the people go God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Do you see that? He didn't want the people to repent. He didn't want the people to change their mind and do a mutiny on Moses and go back to Egypt. All right, so with that said, I want us to be clear that repentance is necessary, that repentance is something that we must do on a regular basis to ensure that we don't become stuck, to ensure that we don't become, that we are not deceived by the enemy's devices. You know, and I know you guys are familiar with this text as I get ready to close. The scripture says that um, if it were possible Satan himself would deceive the very elect. How can we get to a point where Satan can deceive us? We can get to that point because he are let me let me use me, let me use I, let me use I statements here. If I'm not careful and I'm not doing a consistent examination and then repenting after the examination, I can be deceived by the enemy. Because he's so, listen, he's so subtle. He's so subtle. His subtle is like this. Have you ever been on an airplane and you start off in leaving from SFO or from ATL or um, whatever? You start off leaving the airport and it's going to bring you clear across the, 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 from the East Coast to the West Coast. It does, the plane doesn't fly in a straight line. It makes subtle changes. They're so subtle most times you don't even know it, but it changes courses consistently, consistently, consistently until you find yourself in San Francisco. Here's another example. Um, we are on on the earth. If the I was standing in the in a sunroom the other day, and I was just basking in the sun, but over a period of time, very subtly, the the sun it seemed like the sun moved, but subtly, what is happening is the earth is rotating. It's so subtle, you guys, it's so subtle that we, we do not feel it. We don't. It's not, that the, it's not that the sun is moving. The sun and the moon have been placed where they are. It is that the earth, if you know anything about science, rotates around the sun, right? And so there are subtly, very subtle changes. You don't even realize it. Very, very subtle, right? And so that's the enemy can be. That's how I, I liken it. So we have to be careful. We have to be sharp. And we must not um, get to the point where we feel like 
well, you know, I've been saved for the last um, six months. I've been saved for the last six years. Or I've been saved for the last 16 years. I don't need to repent. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You need to constantly be examining yourself, and you need to constantly repent once you identify something. If you can't identify it, ask the Holy Spirit every now and then. Excuse me. There isn't anything that's going on with me. I'm not aware of anything. Excuse me. But every now and then, I'll ask the Holy Spirit, is everything okay? Is there anything I need to repent of? Reveal it to me because I want to be found worthy doing your will. And lastly, why I brought it, the scripture, I'm sorry, I'm still having a little um, lingering effect from the virus that I have, but um, why bring up repentance as it relates to God? Because it's important that you know God can change his mind about you. Yes, he can. He could change his mind about you. He can. Now, once he makes a decision, I don't want to sound like this is an oxymoron, but when we get to a point where we're so disobedient, we are so disobedient, we are not doing what he says, he's given us warning after warning, we can find ourselves having a reprobate mind. And that means that we don't even have the capacity to repent anymore. So be thankful that you can repent because it's the repentance that allows us um, to be in a position where we can get those things right and not find ourselves being judged harshly under the hand of the Almighty God. My name is Tanya, not Tanya, and I approve of this message. Now we're going to transition into the love, life, and victory portion of the call. But before we do so, do so, we want to. I want to love on you this morning. Um, and uh, by and the way that I'm going to do that is open the call up for anybody that. Um, didn't get a chance to say good morning for whatever reason uh, prior to the call starting. If you'd like to say a good morning, I'm just going to open it up to everybody this morning. Anybody, we're not going to go in an order. Uh, men, we need you to use that testosterone if you're on the call and say good morning loud enough for us to hear you. Um, but we're going to open it up for anybody. And then after we get through the greeting, we're going to go into the love, life, and victory. Do me a favor. I may know your name, but go ahead and say your name anyway so that other people can get familiar with your sound, and we will know how to address you properly. So the call is now open. Good morning. Hi, good morning. This is Carla. Great declaration. Good morning, Carla, and happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, Good morning. This is Kat. Good morning. Hey, Kat. Good morning. Good mother, mother, good (laughs) <laughs> good morning good morning good, good morning this, this is Brianna Johnson. oh hold on okay one second I heard Brianna hey Brianna yeah and who else was, I want to apologize because I, okay. this is my first time and I came in saying thank you and somebody said stop that stop. I, this is my first time so I don't know but you thank you so much everybody you Thank you. You don't know what you did for me. Amen. Okay, I was thinking this was the other Brianna. But God bless you, Brianna. This is your first time calling today? Very first time. Okay, who invited you, Brianna? My sister-in-law. My sister-in-law told me about it yesterday, and I promised her I would be up and I would be on time. And she, you know, and it just just made my morning. And who's, who's your I, sister, I, I my cried. I, I didn't know how your uh, your system worked. And I said, thank you. And somebody said, stop it. Stop it. You know, okay. and I just, and I'm like, 
I, I was just in the spirit. I, just all I can say is thank you. And, and Amen. Speak, Lord, the Lord spoke to my soul. Thank y'all. Amen. So much. Now, who's your sister-in-law? Real quick. Monica Wilson. Monica, mm-hmm. wonderful. Well, I hope you'll come back. Um, I will. Was that you, Didi? Okay. All right. And Monica. Yeah, yes, it was. Right. And okay. and um, really quick, I'm sorry. I thought you were someone else who sometimes does that on a regular basis. But good morning. And yes, ma'am, this is Dion. Amen. Amen. Thank so you. We have, I love y'all. Amen. Well, we, we're glad that you stayed. Um, uh, we we did think it was something else, but we're glad that you that you were able to get what you needed, and God blessed you. And I'm gonna ask Monica if she's on our in our Facebook group if she would add you if you are on social media okay. so that you could be a, so that you can you can get a, a stay abreast of the things that we're doing and be encouraged further. All right, God okay. bless you. All right, y'all yeah, got me it's... smiling so hard right now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? I'm sorry, we went into yes. that dialogue, but that was very Tanya, necessary. Tanya, you all. This, this, this yes. is Tanya. This is yes. Kat, this is Cat again. Monica is a friend of ours, so she's oh. on. She's she's on a um, call as well. So uh, I, I will make sure that she she's not new new, but she 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 joined um late here lately. So I'll make okay. sure she's connected. I, Okay. Thank, thank y'all. Thank y'all. You. This is Monica I Wilson. It. I'm on the line. Yeah. Thank y'all. I can't work. Gotta let y'all go. Thank y'all. Okay. Thank y'all so you. much. Okay. Y'all are right. ashamed of yourself having me smiling this hard. Oh, God bless you. All right. <laughs> let's get back to the. Let's get back to the greetings. I know yes, there are ma'am. other people that that want, they want to say All good right. morning, and we want to greet them too. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. I thank and praise God for you guys. It was such a blessing and pleasure to see all of you. Although I had to cover up my mouth, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Mom. It's okay. It's okay. I was. We were glad to see you too, Mama Leomia. Um, yeah. I heard a man trying to say good morning. Uh, that was me, ZK Dawson. Good morning, God. Morning, great morning. Oh, the great mind of God, the Reverend Bishop Apostle E.K. Dawson. Good morning to you, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good morning, good morning, Yvette. Sister Tracy. Good morning, Yvette, and good morning, beautiful Sister Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. This is Joyful. Good morning, Joyful. Oh, it was such a pleasure to get to hug you. Yes, it was. You as well. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I heard wow. somebody else. Uh, good morning, wow. Mr. This is Darcy. I was invited by Sister Patrice. It's my second time. Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome, welcome. We're so glad that you came back. We want you to keep coming, all right? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I heard, did I hear Juju saying good morning? I think. No. Okay. Good morning, it was somebody Pamela. <laughs> Pamela. I'm so, good morning, Pamela. Good morning, good morning. Yes, she did. That was jubilant. I knew I heard that sound. <laughs> good to see you and Eric as well. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, it's hey, Gloria. Good, good morning, Gloria. Hey, good morning, marvelous Marv here. Just coming in hey, to say marvelous hello. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, good morning it's magnificent. Magnificent, I think. And who else? Mary. Good morning. Oh, good morning, good morning. Mary. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Sister Sabrina. Uh, Sister 
Sabrina, good morning. And somebody else was saying good morning as well. Can you please um, lift me up, continue to lift me up in prayer? I just got a lot going on. And, um, Amen. We we sure will, Sister Sabrina. You God bless you. Facebook. Amen. We're glad that you were able to see prayer. Amen. I um, wish somebody I could have been a part of. Amen. It'll okay. Be another God one. bless you. Okay. Um, somebody else was too. saying good morning. Good morning. This is Swanita. Swanita. Good morning, Juanita. 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 Juanita with an S. Juanita. I love how you say your name. Good to see you, Swanita. Anybody else? All right. If not, we're going to transition into the love, life, wait, and victory wait. portion. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Hi. Oh, I'm That's sorry, babe. We're going to mute my own self. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you need to be a little faster. <laughs> ACL, Gracie, I love you. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear you were still. Say it again. Hello? I, I said Gracie. Oh. I was trying to get off. Oh. No, can you hear me now? <laughs> yes, I can hear you now. <laughs> You know what? I'm just going to go on mute. Stay on mute. Great okay. here. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, thank you for the scripture. I just saw it. You know, uh, let me, let me, oh, was somebody, let me, before I do that, was somebody else trying to say good morning? I'm sorry. I, I, if you can mute whoever's asking the question about what kind of something, if you could mute your line, we're going to, we're transitioning into the love, life, and victory portion of the call. Uh, right. Okay. So um, let me give you this scripture really quickly. I gave you a lot of scriptures today. It's okay. It's a prayer call. Um, remember when I said I quoted every man is right in his own eyes? That's found in uh, Proverbs 21 and 2, just in case someone may have wanted to know that. Proverbs 21 and 2, you can find that scripture. So as we're transitioning, um, I want to first ask if there are any questions or any um aha moments, or I like to call them God moments that anybody had um, during the during the heart share, um, or if you need clarity on anything. I tried to be really, really clear in explaining that God is sinless. Uh, he does not sin. There's no sin. There's no, uh, there's no sin associated with his repentance. His repentance is um, those examples that I used um, and uh, and the fact that we repent and why we repent and why it's necessary for us to repent. And we should not, y'all, we should not get into a position of um, allowing ourselves to feel ashamed and uh, mm-hmm. condemned behind repenting. Repenting is what allows us to get to freedom. As long as mm-hmm. we stay in the particular situation, whatever it is, eating a whole bunch of glazed donuts or eating a whole bunch of French fries or whatever it is, right, whatever that particular thing is, um, we're, we, we cannot operate in our fullness because condemnation is there. We shouldn't be condemned as, as, body, as a body of believers, as people. We're, that's not God's plan for us. That's the enemy's plan so that eventually what will happen is, and do me a favor, please mute until you're ready to make a comment because I can hear a little bit of back, background noise. If you want to make a comment, take your phone off mute and then make your comment and go back on mute, okay? So um, 
so, so again, the subtlety of the enemy is that he wants us to get into a place of condemnation. But the Bible declares there is now, therefore, no condemnation to those of us who are in Christ Jesus. He took care of all of that. So the, 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 the mature thing to do is get over it. You made the mistake. You're, making, you're repenting, changing your direction so that you don't go back to that particular thing so that you can then you move forward. The only, thing, the only time you would want to go back to that particular thing is to pull it out so that you can use it as an example to somebody else that is going through something or to pull it out of memory to remind yourself if God forgave me of that thing, I know he can forgive me of this, but not to wallow in it, you all. There are too many scriptures um, that speak to how God takes our sin and he casts it into the sea of forgetfulness or that he um, He t- tells us to bring us whatever it is, cast all of your burdens on me for I care for you or uh, bring all of, all of you that are laden and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. He doesn't want us to carry that stuff unnecessarily. So with that said, any questions, any comments, any God moments? No, all Good morning. Yep, yep, yep. Good morning, Grace. Can you hear me just briefly? Yes. I was following directions and coming off of mute. I enjoyed your declaration (laughs) this morning. Um, It reminded me of how we used to talk a lot about the power of a changed mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that you disassociated repentance from sin only. Um, And I was just thinking about how there may be times in our lives where the thoughts we have of ourselves are such low-hanging fruit that it's an offense to God and how we need to change our minds and repent even for how we think of ourselves, how we hold ourselves. And so you're, everything about what you shared, even the examples, just reminded me how powerful it is when we change our minds for the right direction. So thank you for that this morning. I love you. I love you more, Sunshine Grace. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I felt the Holy Spirit just kept tugging at me um, about repentance and how it's not because we it, we almost make it a shameful process when we constantly associate it with sin. And I know that the Scripture talks about, especially in the New Testament, repent and and be baptized, repent and come out from among them. I understand that. But the other side of it, the Old Testament, gives us balance. And we need to understand it's not just about saying, forgive me. That, that's not true repentance. True repentance is the change of mind, the change of heart, the change of direction so that you don't find yourself um, repeating the same thing over and over and over. That's the definition of insanity because you expect a different result and you're still doing the same thing. Anybody else want to come off of mute and make a comment? Yes, good morning. This is Angela. I'm like, hey, Angela. Hey, Angie. Hey. Oh, my God. Um, I, I have notes, but I'm just going to pull out a few that really stood out. So, when you said um, examine myself and punish it, and people would have less problems out of me, that was so powerful yet simple because 
that right there is how unity can begin, how better communication, how um, let's just say the body of Christ can operate better together if we examine ourselves and punish it. Because if we are mouthy and constantly offended and we don't examine that, guess what? Communication is going to break down. The enemy is going to be able to come in. And when you talked about how stealthy is, I was thinking about all these areas like, wow, we could close that door. We could close that door just as a unity, as a body. And last one I'll say is when you talked about Moses, basically, and, I, and I'm kind of paraphrasing and writing it down how I heard it, Moses reasoned with God as his friend and reminded me, you know, how we say, we are a friend of God. Well, if we God's friend, we should be able to communicate with Moses, with God, like Moses did. I said, ooh, goals for sure. Okay. Listen, I heard it. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much. I, this, is, this was really good. Thank you, Tan. Angie, thank you for your, um, your, your comments. Um, I was going to use the phrase that God counseled, excuse me, Moses counseled God. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at the word counsel, what is that? We're just giving advice. It's not to say that I'm I'm that I'm better than you, that I'm that I'm that I'm right. But literally that's what I I heard a preacher say that one time. Moses counseled God. Now you gotta understand the relationship between yeah. Moses and God. You said it. God can listen, 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 listen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God considered Moses his friend. Let me tell you how God rocks. So Moses is DNA, brother and sister, went behind his back, was backbiting about his African wife. Uh, 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 what's her name? What's her name? His sister's name. I just went blank. Miriam, Miriam. Miriam. Oh, she was catting off. Baby, she I, She probably was doing more to talking than, than Aaron was because, you know, she was the oldest. Who Moses think he is? I'm older than him. I'm the one that put him in the night. I'm the one that did this. I'm the one that, 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 that. And he done brought this woman in here, boop, boop, boop. I, I don't know. I'm just That's just my sanctified imagination. I don't know all of the things that she said. And I'm a prophetess too. And how he think he just going to be, you know, just got nasty, right? God's friendship is so important to him, he heard them talking about Moses. And he sent for Moses and said, come here, go get them. I'm paraphrasing. I'm just telling in my own way. I want y'all come here. Y'all stand in front of the tent. How dare you talk about my friend like that? Because you did, Miriam, you're going to be cursed with leprosy. Moses was like, oh, God, no, please, please. He started to intercede for her. But that, why would he do that? That was Moses. All she did was talked about him. She didn't plot and plan against him. She just said some words about him. God was like, you yeah, know, I don't rock like that. You ain't going to talk about my friend. Nope, not today. You're going to be, you'll, you'll see. Miriam was cursed with le- leprosy. And because of, again, Moses' intercession, she was um she only had it for three days and she had to stay outside of the camp because leprosy is very contagious. But I just that's how close they were. And so Moses had developed a relationship with God that was bar none, like there's no comparison to it. So he was in a position to then say to God, Wait, God, please, if I found and the way he did it, he didn't just roll up on God like, Hey God, you tripping. You can't he didn't do that. Could he have done it? I don't know. They were friends. 
I could I could I could say to Dion, girl, you tripping. No, no. But there are also times when I say, sis, have you considered Dion, am I right? Have you considered or sis, can I make this suggestion? Yeah, that's that A- absolutely Mm-hmm. Absolutely accurate. I mean, but it, it depends on what we're dealing with, too. Absolutely. And the sensitivity and if it is still an area I am struggling in and I have asked to be held accountable for that area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's based upon relationship. But I couldn't just go up to Kat and say, girl, you tripping. You need I, I, would, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I would I, I would do it differently. Right. Or. Or somebody that I don't have a relationship with because they they would take it wrong, they would more than likely take it wrong, right? And I don't want to be offensive, so I don't want my uh, some things are lawful, they're not expedient. So is it right for me to tell her, "Oh, you in error" or whatever? Or uh, and the way that I tell her, or is it better for me to soften it? Grievous words stir up anger, but a soft answer turns away wrath. So anyway, my point is with Angie and the comment that she made is that um, they had Moses and God had definitely a relationship. And so Moses was positioned to counsel God and help him to see what the nations would say. Because what was happening here, too, one other thing, and then I'll open it back up, God was establishing himself in the world as the one true and living God because there were thousands of gods that people worshipped. And he was making an example out of the Israelites as his chosen people. And so there was a methodology and a framework all that were necessary in doing this. Any other comments or questions or feedback? Hey, Dan, it's Shell. Can Mm -hmm. you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me now? Um, So when when you were talking about relationships, we have to realize the same thing that he did for Moses, he'll do it for us just today because of our relationship. But we have to have that repentant heart and we have to have a relationship with him. He'll go to bat for you. He'll be your vindicator. He'll be your defender. He will make even the person that you look up to apologize to you for saying or doing something behind your back. He'll do it. He won't. He will. I'm a witness. I have witnessed things where I go, whoa. I know that was nobody of God, but God. And I got witnesses of my witness. Anyway, anybody else? Thank you, Shell. Hey, Tan, this is Glorious. Hey, Glorious. Excellent, excellent declaration. And and in in looking at the relationship between Moses and God, yes, he could he he counseled God or had that relationship with him. But also at the end, when it came down to when God gave him specific direction about something. And because God was working a specific work as to how he wanted the children of Israel to enter in and what example Moses was supposed to show, he also held him accountable when he was supposed to speak to the rock and he was frustrated with the people. So it, it the, the relationship that we have with God, we always have to be cognizant of what God is saying and what he wants from us. So. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you. Um, It was so good to see you and hug your neck. And thank you for allowing me to be able to see Mama. (laughs) It was really good to see her, even though she couldn't be there in person. Thank you for joking her, too. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else? Hey, Tan. 
Oh, no, no. Mama, what you Hold on, Diddy. What you say, Mom? Okay. Next year. Next year. <laughs> next year. Okay. Next year. Got Wait. it. We're going to do something special, too. We're going to find a kitchen so you can make us some rolls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Go ahead, Diddy. <clears throat> Good morning, uh, my beautiful sister, Tanya. I love you so much. I love you to life and beyond. But um, this morning, share. What I heard was you said how he counseled God. And it's so amazing at this time that when we have a repentant heart and there are things that come up that you want to react to in this season, like right now there's something so deep going on in my life that I that I used to, just like yesterday, would have reacted a whole different way. Like I would have, y'all would have known about it. And I haven't said that to my graces. Nobody knows this. Because I gave it to God, and he clearly said, I got this. I don't want you to say anything. To You you know what I mean? When, when somebody has done you so dirty that you want to pay them back, God clearly said, no, 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 I got this. I just want you to be quiet, rest in me, and no, I got this. And I'm glad because he's changed. That's a heart change for me. Because, you know, to, like yesterday, this would have been a whole World War 15, but he, I, I'm so glad that my heart posture has changed so that I don't have to react to stuff. I'll just give it to God because he is my defender. He goes before me. You know, he goes back and he brings back the head of my enemy. So I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. But I thank you for your share this morning. I'm glad to be a victim. You hear me what I say? I'm so grateful. I love you. Going on, meet. I love you too, Didi. Um, I'm thankful um, as well, you know, um, that that you didn't, that you, whatever happened, Yesterday you was able to listen because I listen that you talk about a Tasmanian devil on somebody. But, you know, one of the hardest things to do for me, it may not be, is to be quiet when I'm, when I want to tell somebody I can do it and I, and I will do it in obedience. That's punishing disobedience. Oh no, you're not just going to tell me, or you're not going to do that. Ooh, because people, I've had two people this week say to me, I just don't understand why you haven't done X, Y, and Z. It's okay. There's a method to. I have a strategy. Sometimes you gotta. In this particular instance, I'm giving the people or the person enough rope to hang their own self. I won't have to say very much at all. It's not to be mean. It's not to be nasty. It's 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 you. It's it's you. The person that's that's God's judgment on you, whoever that person is. Without me having to say you you showing your own hand. You showing people who you really are. I don't have to do it. And so that that requires patience and it requires being in relationship so you can hear the Holy Spirit tell you. See, the Holy Spirit is not just hook them a sign and come down my yellow bow tie and all that kind of stuff. That's that's a, a language, in other words, right? It's not just that. The Holy Spirit is there to help us, to guide us. He is there to teach us. He is there to reveal the truth to us. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, how are you going to get the truth? You can't. You you walking around empty. You haven't invited him to fill you up. You're gonna be missing. You're gonna be miss. You are, you are gonna have missing links. You're not gonna be able to connect. It is vital that we have that we are filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, so that He can help us. Now you can make a choice to walk around with you know two left shoes on, or you can walk around with you know being ill equipped. That's up to you. But it's a He is available to any and everyone who wants to have access. That's it. That's all. Anyone else? 
Hey, Tanya, this is Joyful. Um, I want to mm-hmm. tell you thank you for how practical and applicable the teaching was. When you started uh, Love, Life, and Victory, you asked if there were any questions. I thought, oh, no, no questions. And I knew you were going to offer other things. But I love that we can take away things that we could literally apply today. One of the things that stood out to me uh, was talking about accountability. And specifically, um, addiction is something that that really kind of causes my ears to go up and how we can judge that so harshly and believing that God can deliver deliver us. He can, but you helped us to see um, that sometimes we need something to maintain our deliverance. And so by having programs or people, someone that I can call that I need you to know that this is what I'm doing and I need to call you when I go into this place or before I go over here because I find that I'm troubled or I'm tempted when I'm there. And we can think our salvation is still intact. Certainly there's nothing wrong with God's ability, but we can misguide people when we suggest that it's deliverance and deliverance alone, because sometimes we do need somebody to walk us through or have accountability so that I can maintain what I've been delivered from. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent teacher. Excellent teaching. And I appreciate you. I am humbled but I can't take the credit. That wasn't even in my notes. That was straight a straight download. And I thought about um I thought about someone that I love dearly that has been struggling with alcoholism for um, close to three decades now. Um and he finally realized I need to yes, I've accepted Jesus as my savior, but I need I need a clean jump start. Um and I'm talking about a functioning alcoholic. Um that I mean, a functioning alcoholic. You wouldn't even know that he was. You wouldn't even know that he was drunk, unless. Mm, yeah, most of the time you wouldn't know he was drunk. He's very good at concealing and hiding, um, and has some deep-seated wounds. It's not to justify um, his alcoholism, but or the. I'm not calling it his because the devil is alive. The alcoholism. It's not to justify it. It was just his way of coping and dealing with the things that he dealt with, and so. You know, making that decision, yes, he's accepted Christ as his personal savior, but he his body needed to be detoxed um from that in a in a healthy way so he won't die. You know, um if you all don't know that, this information, if I believe I'm accurate in that det- um uh uh detoxing from alcohol is one of the most dangerous um substances to detox from. Um and so uh, we know God can do anything, right? And I've I've seen um, instances where God has done an instant work uh, on an alcoholic. There's one. His name was David Williams Senior. He was a he was an alcoholic. And there's another one, James Wayne. Um, members of True Hope. They were alcoholics, and God instantly delivered them. And so we don't we don't know how God is going to do what He's going to do. Sometimes when we see this in the Bible, there are people who were healed instantly, and there were people who were healed as they went. Because we don't know the testimony and the story uh, and the the purpose for these people, right? So we don't make a decision and say one is weaker than the other. But my whole point is, is that in addition to um, accepting Christ as a personal savior, he made a decision to enroll himself into a um, into a sober living um, uh, uh, facility, uh, and. Um, we know that when he comes out, there are things that he's going to have to do. But to make that, for him to make that decision, it was huge. It was huge for him to make that decision and actually do it. So um, I don't want you all to get so filled that you are, you know, that you, um, I'm, I'm trying to get the religiosity out of this, out of some of these processes. Um, because 
there are times when we need something else. It doesn't mean that you're less saved. You know, some of you may be struggling with your marriage right now, and you've gone to somebody who's um, not a marriage counselor, just somebody in your church who was married for 100 years, and they don't tell you the real stuff that they went to. Because if you've been married to somebody for over a year, you've had some challenges. You, you have some challenges within your first year. Ask me how I know. I was married for 31 years. And so we have challenges in our marriage. And sometimes you can work them out yourself, and sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you need some help from somebody that's qualified, not somebody that's going to tell you, oh, just pray and fast. Ah, he cheated on me. He che- I'm not my husband. I'm just using this as an example. Well, she cheated on me. You want me to fast and pray? Listen, we need to put some boundaries in place. How do I, how do I build that trust again? And I don't trust her, or he spent all of our money. He spent all of it, all of it, and now we have no money. He spent the down payment for the house. You want me to fast and pray? Okay, I can do that, but what else am I doing? Because I don't trust this ninja right now. I don't trust him. I don't even like him because now he's placed me and my children in a vulnerable position. What else can I do? Maybe you need marriage counseling. Maybe that would help. You could still fast and pray even while you go to the marriage counseling. But but if you've been fasting and praying, and it's you know you three months in, four months in, and y'all now y'all are button heads and nothing is improving, you may need to seek marriage counseling. There's plenty of people that are around that can help you with that. There are saved counselors. It does not mean, in my humble opinion, that you think. Uh, less of God, you need some true examples of what you guys need to do. Maybe you guys need a budget. Um, Maybe you need to talk to Simone about some um, safety mechanisms y'all can put in place. Maybe he doesn't need to handle the money anymore. Um, And I'm sorry if you were somebody that – I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not going to say that. If you have been somebody that violated the trust of your spouse, whatever that violation is, you have to do something that builds that trust again. It ain't automatic. Get out of here with that. It's not automatic. Yeah, I love you, but we're going to have to work on me build. I got to build to that point because you, you took it away. You destroyed it. And so you who destroyed it got to take whatever comes. Now, that does not mean that, does not mean that you get to um, use that and weigh that demonize and weaponize whatever the person did, right? You you can't hold it over their head all the time. Y'all got to figure out how what healthy boundaries you can put in place that are good for the both of you guys. And you whoever did the violation, you got to eat it. You got in other words, you got to eat the whatever comes along with it. If they say I need you to check in with me, I need you to FaceTime me when you get to, you know, your business trip, I, you need to accept my call. Whenever I call you, when you are, whatever, I don't know what things you would need to do, but if that's what y'all come up with, and you may not have the capacity to come up with a healthy boundary. So having a marriage counselor or, you know, somebody that's been married for a long time, they love the Lord, you can, you can, you, their, their, their lives are a witness, um, or somebody that is, um, that is, that's their profession can give you some ideas. It doesn't mean that you're slow. It doesn't mean that you, that, you, that you don't believe God. It doesn't mean that. You're just getting some tools to help you. You want your marriage to last. You want your relationship to be good. You want it to get not where it was. You want it to be better than it was. And guess what? It's possible. There are people who have been in marriages where they've been violated however they were violated, 
they got past it. Now they use that as an example to help other people. Does that, does that make sense to you all? Don't allow religious people to trick you out of getting the help that you need. They themselves may not have it for you, but it exists. And the Holy Spirit will lead you to the help that you need. Anyone else? Thank you for yeah, that. Good morning, sis. I heard two people. I heard a. I heard Eric and I heard a woman. Um, Eric, is it? Are you at work? Is it okay for the sis to go first? Yes, yeah, she can go first. Okay, go ahead. Whoever that was. Thank you for that. This is Darcy. I just wanted to say thank you for that message. Um, a lot of times when we struggle in our in our relationships and stuff like that, some sometimes you know people judge and they don't have you're exactly right it's because they don't have the skills or the help but i've been you know i when i when i when i when i talk to my sisters in church and in christ you know i don't get that judgment so i really appreciate you reaffirming in that that why that is it's because they don't have the other people don't have the tools and i might not even discuss anything that's going on you know what i mean and they just judge and um and i told them uh-uh, don't do that you know <laughs> Um, Amen. And it's not like that. And uh, and um, you know that that what you're thinking is not accurate. So um, I'll correct them, and um, and then I will get help from my sister that like goes to church with me, and um, and I and I and she has the tools and the skills and been through that, done that, and made things work. So I I really appreciate you 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 sharing that today, um, with with. Oh, you're us. welcome. God You're welcome. God bless you too, sweetie. What was your name again? Darcy. Say it again? Darcy. Darcy. Darcy? Yes. Okay. Thank you, Darcy. All right. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah. Uh, once again, good morning. Um, I, I like what you had to say about marriage. Um, and one of the reasons why I'm, I'm, I'm always so, um, um, adamant about the ministry that we have here available for eight years uh, because it's beyond, uh, first of all, desire to have a place where married people can minister is that what you've been talking about for the last 15, 20 minutes is something that we've done, that we've talked about for eight years. Um, we have a core group of, of, of married couples who've been married uh, 20 plus years, uh, 10 plus years, or even shorter than that, um, which deal with these situations. Uh, I'm always an advocate. If, if you can't get the right counseling, like you said, sis, uh, go to a marriage counselor. But I just want to uh, allow everybody to understand that if you're married here on, on Declare Victory, that there's a place that you can go, that you will hear information, that you will have married people who have, who have gone through the same situation that you have, maybe going through the same situation that you're going through right now, that will uh, provide information, that will pray for you. I know that as a married person, that sometimes we feel like, listen, I can fix this on my own. You know what I'm saying? I don't need nobody. Sometimes we feel like as a married people, we don't need information. We don't need counseling. We don't see that as important. But marriage matters. On Declare Victory is a very important part of this 
ministry we, that we call Declare Victory. So I invite everybody and anybody who's married or who's interested in being married to please come and check us out on 630 to 730. You'll be surprised. You'll be enlightened. You know what I'm saying? You can ask questions. You can you can talk out the side of your neck, and we're not going to judge you. You know what Amen. I'm saying? We're going to get to the bottom of that. Amen. That's why. Thank you, Eric, for that plug. Um, uh, Mondays at 6.30, Eric? Yes, ma'am, 6.30, yeah, 7.30. That's a holiday. Same number, same number you guys. Um, I know we're getting close to the hour. Um, <clears throat> is there anybody else that would – I'm sorry, you guys. My um got a little – Still a little something going on with my throat. For clearing my throat, I know that's rude. I don't mean to do that. Please forgive me. <laughs> should I repent? Maybe I should repent and just put myself on mute. Anyway, anybody else have a comment, question? If not, I'm going to give you some time back. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. Uh, this is Marv. Marvelous um, you know, Marv. I just, hey, hey. How you doing? Good to see you um, this weekend. Uh, listen, you know, I was just kind of going back into uh, where you started off in uh, Genesis and um, and talking about how uh, God has so much of a desire for the world, for humanity, um, that he was overwhelmingly disappointed uh, because of how man um, was living. And so even in the uh, plural then talking about men, um, God needed to destroy everything that was attached to the world in order to destroy the object of his grief. And that was the men. So everything else had to be destroyed too. And I, and it just makes me think about when we think about the uh, singular as an individual, when we live wicked lives, when we live lives that are grievous to God, it affects everything in our household. It affects everything in our families. It affects everything that that is attached to us. And so that's why I love it when, you know, further down the road, we have an example of Joshua who said, as for me and my house, um, we will serve the Lord. Then he went on to ask the others, well, who are you going to serve? You got to choose today. And, and so I, I bring this up to say that our lives can impact not just ourselves, but it can impact all of those around us, whether positive or negative. And and so we need to be aware that as we live our lives, it affects our children. It affects our family. It affects our uh, community. It affects those we work with. And so we that, we have to be careful how we live. Um, on this earth. So I just wanted to share that with you this morning. So thank you for your declaration. It's wonderful. Thank you, Marv. Um, and thank you for your insight. Very wise words coming from Marvelous Marv. Anybody else? Tanya, this is Kat. Can you give me the um, scripture that you read from in Exodus again, please? Yes, one second. Um, I've got two scriptures. Give me one second here. Let me just pull it back up. Um, Exodus um, 13 and 17 was one of the scriptures. Um, another one was Exodus 32, 7 through 14. I think those are the only Exodus scriptures. Yeah, okay, thank you. Those. You're welcome. All right, guys, if there isn't anything else, I'm going give, to give you a little change back. I'm going to... Um, ask that you would think over some of the things that were um, shared today. And I want to I paint one more picture for you. Uh, imagine as a parent that um, you instruct your child to do something. And, um, you, you, you know, it's not anything that is 
laborious. It's not anything that is very, very difficult, but it is something that is very important. It's for their safety, um, so on and so forth. And the child just willfully, willfully disobeys you. I know y'all got I, I, y'all. I know y'all got kids. Somebody on the line other than me got a kid that just just hard headed. Just gonna do stick. That's what they the scripture means by stiff neck. We call it hard headed. Just not gonna do it. You've done everything you can think. Of. You, I mean, you just pleaded with the child. You got and and it just it's more than being. Have you ever been in a position where it's, it wasn't just that you were mad that they did it? You were grieved that they did it. You it, it saddened you. Like, it was just unbelievable. Why would you do this? I just cannot believe that you would do this after all that I've been trying to do for you. I provide for you. I've made sure that you've had, you got this and that, and you still turn around and you act a monkey. You act like a whole zoo animal. You act like all the animals in the zoo. I can't believe it. Anybody ever had a kid? like You don't have to tell me what they did, but am I the only one who had a kid like that? Amen, amen. Okay, okay, just me and amen. All right, whatever. Let me tell you, it's me not too. Ding, 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 yeah. ding. It, yeah, it's, not, it's not fun. It's not hey, fun. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially if they want some bail money. I, nope, 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 nope. Lord knows all the truth. <laughs> you could call me. You could call me, but nah, I'll send you a little care. Anyway, my point is, imagine that feeling times a hundred gazillion billion trillions, and it doesn't even scratch the surface of how God feels when we're disobedient and when we grieve him. He really does become sad. I don't ever want God to be sad based on something that I did or failed to do. More than anything, more I'm I don't want to go to hell, but I'm not saved because I don't want to go to hell. That's, I, I, I live this life. I make the choices and the decisions that I do, and I'm not perfect. I'm not. I got a flesh and desires just like everybody else. I'm not perfect. But I don't want God to be sad. I don't want, I don't want to embarrass him. I have lots of opportunities to do all kinds of things. I'm not doing it. I don't care if people look at me funny. She thinks she better. No, I don't. I just don't want to disappoint my dad. I don't think I'm better at all. I'm just not doing that. You could do it if you want to. I'm not even gonna judge you because he gonna judge you. I don't. I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the authority to judge you. I don't have the capacity to judge you. I can think what I want to think, and I know the Bible says you can judge a righteous judgment. Listen, I, I'm not gonna fight you about what you want to do. If that's what you want to do, you go ahead. Because what you eat don't make me fat. My point is, let's consider when we feel that tug, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't go there. Be still. Go this way. Go that way. I know it doesn't make sense, but just listen to me. I know you don't have all the answers. Just trust me, even when you can't trace me. How about worship me instead of complaining right now? I know you just got some bad news. How about just worship right now, right here? Go, go to the parking lot. 
go to the bathroom and worship under, I've done it many, many times, the bathroom on the fourth floor at the four Embarcadero, excuse me, I think it was the seventh floor, at four Embarcadero is sanctified because I have gone there many, many times and worshiped the Lord under my breath to the point where to, I was whispering it so low that my throat started to hurt. And you know what God did every single time? He, he allowed it so nobody from the office, no other woman came in that four-star bathroom. I had it for just those few minutes. Now, I didn't act a fool in there and, you know, fall out out and was foaming. I got good sense, but I knew I needed to get up and go worship. I knew I needed to, to give, give God what he needed. He prompted me, and I did it, right? That's, that's the kind of relationship that I want to maintain with God. So I've said enough. I believe y'all got the point. I'm going to pray, and then we'll, 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 um, we'll dismiss. Father, Father in heaven, oh, God, we bless your name today. We give you glory, and we give you honor. We thank you for the understanding about repentance, changing our mind, changing our direction about the way we were going to go. Hallelujah. Thank you that you've afforded us the opportunity. It is because of your mercies that we're not consumed. It is because of your mercies that we can repent. Because rightfully so, you could just cut us off in our sin. Rightfully so, you have the legal um, the legal option to do so. But your mercy rejoices against your judgment, and we thank you for that. We will not take you for granted. I make a conscious decision, and I pray that my brothers and sisters on this line make a conscious decision that today, because we can't own tomorrow and we don't have nothing. Yesterday is gone. We can't do nothing about it. But today, we can make a decision not to disappoint you. We can make a, we can make a decision not to grieve your spirit. We can make a decision to put you first, no matter what it looks like no matter how difficult it may be, no matter how impossible it may feel, no matter how uncomfortable it may feel, it does not matter. We make the decision today to trust you even though we can't trace you. We make a decision to cast all of our cares on you. We make a decision to close our mouth and not put our mouth on everything. We make a decision to exercise mute ministry on today, even after we hang the call up. It's not necessary for us to give an answer for every single thing. We make a decision to chase after solitude today. We make a decision to be a light, like the light that sits on the hill, so that men may see your good works through us and they glorify you, not us. We will not be attention seekers. We will not be attention whores. We will not be people that need to be get gratification from others. We lay all that aside, God, and we repent from that. Make a decision. I repent. Make a decision. I'm not going to be found in that situation ever again. We love you, God. We honor you and we adore you today. We give your name praise. We give your name glory. And we give your name honor. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. I love y'all a whole bunch, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Bye. Amen. We love you, too. Have a blessed day. Bye, everyone. Have a blessed day. Great day, everyone. Amen. Have, have, have a great day, have everyone. A have a blessed day, everybody.
Have a blessed day, everyone. Walk your victory.